The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, I join Damian Barling on the D'Lo and Casey show on ESPN 1320 in Sacktown. Always one of my favorite times of the week talking to the boys, and let's face it, the vibes were immaculate, and I thought I would share it with my folks on the Heat Check Podcast. Let's not waste any time, Nick. Go ahead and drop that beat. What is happening? What is it? Is this the Blair Trist, the, the the Blair Crick project? Like, what what is going on? Well, I'm in New York right now. And um, so I'm in this uh, hotel that I'm in the little like library area where there was food. And uh, my hotel that I'm actually staying at is a couple of blocks down the street, but I had just finished eating. And so there's like this little back area that I can charge my phone and it's not going to interrupt anyone. But I realized I'm like right up against the lamp. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, this is looks really I mean, you guys make fun of me from my living room and how dark the background is. I mean, it's a whole new level. It's a whole new level. It's swanky. It's, it's literally just your face. That's now we can see your hands for the like. No, it's it's also I got a black sweater on. So it's just it's all it's just all darkness. That's that's is it, it, it going to work? Is it going to work? No, it's perfect. We I mean, this just adds to the. It's it's just adds to the fun of talking to you. I feel like we're at one of uh, Trista's speed dating tables that she's had to stop at as on, on sort of, you know, going around the room. Like yeah. we've got like two minutes and then she's got to move to the next table. If only if only I was that lucky to be on speed dates. At this <laughs> My only date is with Zara. I'm looking for some wool trousers after this. <laughs> Excellent. That So I, I assume uh, WFAN, that's, that's why you're. No, I had a dentist appointment today. Oh, the old New York so, dentist. Yep, so I had to get some new Invisalign put in. And then, um, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I got some new little, eye, little, new little eyelashes. Uh, All right. And um, so then, yeah, they my dentist appointment's only on Friday morning. So I had to come up Thursday and then leave Saturday. So I'm going to go and see some friends. I actually am getting dinner with Jake Fisher tonight. Okay. I'm going to oh. try to get some get some tea on this Kyrie Irving news. 
No, well, we'll 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 get to Kyrie here uh, in just a heartbeat, and I'm sure you'll share the tea with us uh, when you get the opportunity. But you were as fired up as all of us were last night uh, to see De'Aaron Fox miss out on on the All Star game, and you're connected around the league, so it's up to you, TK. You Make know, I sense. I was a little worried that I um, might be complicit or an accessory to crime if a riot actually took place. Because I said we riot at dawn, and then uh, I think a King's player also said let's riot. Yeah, I was busy like, too. And yep. I was like, um, I not let's not really riot. Because <laughs> if my tweet's the first one, then it's a January sixth situation. I'm not trying to get into oh, all boy. that. Oh boy! Well, you well, had you're, clearly you're in New York, so you can riot at the at the uh, NBA offices. We understand what's happening here. I'm going to are... glue myself like that girl at the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> playing game. I'm just going to stick it to the window. <laughs> NBA reporter has glued herself to Adam Silver's door in a deer and fox jersey. In a fox jersey, <laughs> there it is. I, I I speculated that that coaches were trying to make some grand point by selecting a bunch of defensive guys like Paul George and Jaron Jackson and Drew Holiday and at the expense of a guy like De'Aaron Fox. Are you guys the type of people who think about the All-Star game as an accolade and, a, and a, an accomplishment? Or are you guys of the mind that the All-Star game is primarily an event for fans and to entertain fans? Hammer mm. both. I think it's the first because I, I think players, I mean, their contracts are based off of all-star, like whether they make the hall of fame, uh, you have to accumulate some of these accolades. Um, and to me, like the players, I, they do think a lot of it. Like I, I've talked to Sabonis about, uh, the potential for Fox to be there and what it would mean. And he was just like, he wanted him to be there to get the experience of it. Like how amazing it is. And Fox had been there for, like rookie, uh, rookie sophomore game stuff, but to be part of the big game is just different, and it has a different feel and vibe, and you're thought of differently as a player when you have that that all star. It's not like Major League Baseball All Star where every team gets a, an all star, and then you know, or the the NFL where didn't the Ravens quarterback who threw four touchdowns make the Pro Bowl? New Puntley, uh, yep, New Puntley. Yeah, he he made the Pro Bowl, and, and so did uh, Derek Carr. Uh, you know, who had that great line yesterday. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of look at it that way. Like in the NBA, it's a huge accomplishment that if you don't stack those accomplishments, you don't have an opportunity to to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think I'm of that mindset too. But when I think about it like a fan event as well, I say to myself, and I tweeted this, like, does anyone really want to watch whatever Jaron Jackson's jump shot is out there? Like, do we want to see his defense? Do we want, when you talk about like getting defensive guys, why do we want defensive guys in the all-star game? Like we really don't. I want to see Aaron Fox use his impressive dribbling skills to successfully fake out his opponent. Like that's what I want to see. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to see him in the mid range. I want to see his floater. I want to see his speed and that athleticism. I could really care less about Jaron Jackson Jr. And I am a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Oh, we're going to revisit that, but I, th- I think it goes to the first thing you said, though. Like, is it is it is an ac- is it an accolade or is it a, a a showcase for the fans? 
I think coaches may have looked at it as an accolade. And of course, there, there's components of both, as James mentioned, because there's incentives and contracts. So that's important. But the accolade part of it, that that's that's it's like, all right, we've got shooters and and, and Kyrie doesn't play a lick of defense and he's starting. So we're going to put Drew Holiday in and we're damn it. We're going to take control of our league again and we're going to make all stars out of defensive players. So we'll put this guy who's played 30 something games into it. Uh, and averages 15 points per game rather than uh, De'Aaron Fox or, I mean, hell, even Devin. How many games do you think that the solution is also to put, you have to play a minimum, a certain minimum amount of games in order to be eligible? Well, that's that's the case with uh, postseason awards, or, or, or not, maybe not postseason awards, uh, like, well, like MVPs, yeah. Points, like you have to play a certain amount of games. And I think James has said earlier, Jaron Jackson leads the league in blocks, but he's not actually eligible to lead the league in blocks. No. Yeah, he's not. He hasn't played enough games. I was even telling uh, Damian too, Trista, that um, I, I was talking about this with my son, and my son said, "Hey, well, do you know about the whole block thing with Jaron Jackson?" And I'm like, "No, what do you mean?" He goes, "Oh, look at his block numbers at home versus on the road. He has 77 blocks in 18 games at home." And 37 blocks in 17 games at home. I mean, on the road. So they're like around the league. It's known that their their scorekeepers are giving him blocks for things that aren't blocks, and they're padding his stats. And it, it comes down to like, what exactly are we doing here? Like, it should be the best of the best. And if you're going to reward uh, Jaron Jackson for being on the the Western Conference number two overall team, then forget that. Aaron Gordon's a better player. He should yeah. have made it on a better team as the Denver Nuggets. So I get you don't want two representatives from the same team rewarding, you know, getting rewarded. Uh, but if you're going to do it with one, then like, again, Jaron Jackson just didn't make any, not on anyone's board as far as what was he number 12 in, in forwards in the Western conference when it came to aggregate score, that just didn't make any sense. Yeah. And I think the thing that also is frustrating is just how they, formulate the teams because you you know somebody said this in my mentions and I think this is true in terms of like Jaron Jackson obviously playing a different position than than Fox and so you've already got your guard slots already set and so there's a, an additional slot that Jaron Jackson for a forward you know position that he could get in so they said oh well would you if you had to choose then would you take out jaw uh, or SGA or Dame, if you were going to put in Fox, and I'm like, well, I challenge this premise completely because maybe there's just more, maybe there's just more guards that are all stars this year that are playing in all star caliber. Well, I would add this too. Like, it's very possible that they loaded up on forwards because they know that Zion isn't going to play, and so when they replace Zion with somebody else, it doesn't have to be a forward, right? Because they've already loaded up on so many forwards, and it would leave the possibility to add a player like Fox. Uh, in the next round they better use him as the replacement otherwise like we we are riding we, we will we're you, not gonna take it no someone, <laughs> we'll twisted sister on us someone which is just a massive curveball from tristan <laughs> someone said you look like the death row uh magazine vibe cover and i can't unsee it now <laughs> like I, that is a true that's a tremendous compliment i just can't unsee it i have that on my wall in my my house that i grew up in oh that's that, that that's iconic it is yeah. just, i james has it 
Uh, can, someone, can someone make this on Photoshop? Can they add me in? And like, can you put it on Twitter? Can we just see what it would look like? Say oh, what? They put LeBron's head on Willem Dafoe the other day for me from the <laughs> Platoon poster. So yes, they can, Trista. I, I guarantee they're already working on it. It'll, it'll, it'll be in your mentions by the time the call's over. Um, so you're in New York. How about the gift that keeps on giving? You mentioned it earlier. Kyrie wants out of Brooklyn. And from what we read from Adrian Wojnarowski a few minutes ago is that teams are calling asking about Kevin Durant. Like, <laughs> hey, how far are you going to take this thing over the course of the next week? Yeah, and if I'm Brooklyn, like, what is your what is your real incentive to do what he wants? What is it? Like, I don't think you have any, you mm -hmm. know? He, you know he wants to stay there. You know he wants to be there. The entire reason for the trade request is salary and him getting a contract extension that he is not being offered and them wanting to see what they have in the postseason with him before they do any of that, right? Because he's a gigantic headache when he's not one of the best players on the court, which he's been awesome this year. He's been really, really good when he's not uh, suspended. And so um, – that's one component. And so if you say, well, I'm sorry, we're just not going to trade you by the deadline. Like you're just going to have to figure it out. And if, if you need to get paid, whatever is your max through the bird rights, then you're going to have to work with us with the signing trade. And that's just what it is. You need us, we need yeah. you, et cetera. So why, why feel rushed to do that when teams are only going to take advantage of you, uh, given the desperation in him being on an expiring yeah, is this, I mean, this is one of the few players that I can remember where he's going to be worth a certain amount as a player, and he's worth a totally different amount as a human being. I mean, does that make sense? Yes. Like, I, I don't think that he's, like, he's making $36 million this year, which, again, he should be a 40-something million dollar player, but he's not. And I have this feeling that, like, he's not going to get that big contract that, you would no. expect, unless it's from Brooklyn, who, you know, has a, a ton of money uh, and a huge market. But, I mean, even, like, if you go to the Lakers, you're not getting the money. Well, I guess you could if they're able to complete a, a trade because then they would have his Larry Bird rights. But right. just as, like, an asset going around, like, you're not going to be able to get, like, dollar for dollar for what he should be, like, worth as 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 a player. And on top of that, you've got Rui Hachimura there who's also going to want to deal in the offseason, which is going to take up quite a bit of your cap space. And so at this point, the math ain't mathin' unless you're sending Russell Westbrook to the Brooklyn Nets, which, which I you're don't absolutely know. doing. You're 100% doing. Yeah, or you're doing a three-team trade and sending Russ to, like, Chicago or something and trying to figure – I don't know that Kevin Durant – if Kevin Durant ends up playing with Russell Westbrook again – which I don't think he wants. I mean, what do you, what do you, what are we doing here, really? I don't know. I never know what we're doing with <laughs> Kyrie Irving. To be honest with you, I just, I LeBron's out here tweeting eye emojis and crowns. Like I, I don't, I don't know what's happening with 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 your king. Um, we looked at Phoenix having a really intriguing potential offer. Um, I feel like we mentioned another team, James. Oh, Miami. Miami potentially having something, but it felt like Phoenix uh, worked the best. But there's that, and, and you you noted this a minute ago, there's that weird, why would Phoenix do this unless they knew that Kyrie was staying long-term? Because you'd, you'd probably have to move Mikel Bridges. You'd have to move someone 
you value to get Kyrie back. And that's what the weird thing hanging over all of this is, is you talk about the incentive to do what he wants. No team is going to make a deal. No team like Phoenix, I should say. I feel like the Lakers will do whatever just because they're the Lakers. I don't think Phoenix or Miami makes any sort of deal unless they have assurances that they can have him uh, on their team for at least another couple of years. Which means then, okay, Kyrie, we're going to offer you a two-year deal. And if we do this trade, you're going to accept the two-year deal. Which means you're going to have to sign this now, like secretly. And then we're going to submit it when it's uh, the time for us to submit it. Like It's going to have to all be locked up where there's no funny business. Because if I was worried about funny business with any player in the NBA, them changing their minds, them going back on their words, them deciding they need to step away for whatever reason, that would be Kyrie Irving, right? So if you're a team and you're in the risk management business, and listen, Phoenix has had their own fair share of controversies as well, right? You don't want to be having another issue or a potential blowback controversy that you really did not need to have. Like it would be an unmitigated disaster. Yeah, it's so avoidable. Like yeah. you just, yeah. I mean, could hit? Could it work out? And he makes your team great, sure. But it could also not work out, and you could be like stuck in a gigantic nightmare of a situation with him, um, both financially and the PR stuff, which you talked about. I, I, there are certain teams that can do it, and then there, I, I think Phoenix is one team that you might look at and go, like, you can't because they're the team that's actually going to have to give up true value. Like if you look at the Lakers, like regardless of what my friend Damien here thinks of Russell Westbrook, um, like in NBA standards, it's not value. Like you're not getting value for him. And where, uh, you know, Mikhail Bridges, if you're going to get Bridges, you're going to get Cam Johnson, you're going to get a stack of players. Those are valuable pieces, long-term contracts, young players that can help you today and, you know, kind of further what you're trying to do. Uh, maybe both teams gets, get help. Uh, in this situation where again like Dallas doesn't have something to offer like that and and even the Lakers they don't have something to offer like that if you're Dallas and you're Brooklyn do you accept like Dorian Finney-Smith and Tim Hardaway and like Jaden Hardy or something for Kyrie and like do you do that deal does those deal work it, I, I don't know how the math checks out, but that's probably not like it's probably not a horrible option for Brooklyn in the sense of the like Kyrie's obviously very good, but the reason you're a championship contender or potential championship contender is because of Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's one of the best basketball players on earth. And if you can surround him, like the, it, it simply boils down to what complements KD. And if they can determine that those guys do, I'm all for it. I personally would love to see Kyrie and Luka Doncic. Let me see that. I I want to watch that implode. I will watch every Dallas Mavericks game on League Pass to make sure I am tuned in live when that inevitably goes bad. Someone tried to get King the Kings in the mix. Said, would the Kings be interested in Kyrie Irving? And I was like, what? I, I don't, no. I don't believe that that happened. What? No. What? Are you serious? Is Is there a team that makes less sense than them? I believe our friends at the King's Herald wrote an article and the article said, well, no. And that was the end of the article. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing, guys? What is this? We will step in as a fan base and just say hard pass, fam. We're good. Also, what has not been mentioned in all of this, 
and I think, and I hadn't thought about it until just today, is we're in the period of time right now where normally, in normal years past, like two, three years ago, pre-pandemic, at this point, all attention and focus is on the Super Bowl, right? And then what you've had is a change, obviously, with the 18-week season, but also the trade deadline moving backwards. Usually the trade deadline happens around All-Star Game. I remember when Boogie Cousins was traded in New Orleans right after the All-Star Game. So I love the city. Yeah, he was, was traded during. Oh, yeah, it was during. Yeah. yeah, it was during. I had it confirmed during the actual All-Star Game. Like, he's That's gone. insane. That's insane. So now the war between the NFL and the NBA is just fully on, right? NBA encroaching on the All-Star Game, and or uh, NFL encroaching on the NBA All-Star Game, NFL encroaching on the NBA playoffs with the draft, and then the NBA clapping back and saying, that's fine. We'll just have Kyrie Irving request a trade in uh, <laughs> Pro Bowl. How about that? We're going to ruin your Pro Bowl, your crappy Pro Bowl. And all next week, <laughs> all next week, the week where every, all of the excitement is supposed to be on Jalen Hurts and this big Patrick Mahomes matchup, and everybody's just talking about NFL, NFL, NFL. And it's like, no, it's trade deadline week. It's trade deadline week. Is Kevin Durant going to be traded? Because that's what I care about. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Next week, there's going to be a big storyline, depending on who you are. There's going to be a, a, a big storyline in the Super Bowl that two brothers are, are playing against each other and two brothers are playing against each other. Yeah. And it just kind of depends on what side of that fence you fall on. Um, but this week off, like I hate, like I haven't, I honestly haven't thought about uh, Kansas City and Philadelphia one time this week. That's exactly how the NBA wants it. It's like, yeah, it's whatever. Like, get, all I'm thinking about at this point. Well, one, I, we were trying to get through last night, and 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 we thought we we had a bottle of champagne ready to go for our two All Stars, uh, and now it's 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 next Thursday. Though I think the 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 feeling headed into this trade deadline, at least for Sacramento Kings fans, is a little bit different. For NBA fans, uh, it's always fun. Speaking of, can we get back to your? Memphis Grizzlies fandom for a minute. Fandom? I just said I like them. I, I I feel like you gave us a pretty like strong like. Like it was more than just no. I like the Memphis Grizzlies. It 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 felt like like the Grizzlies are really hateable. Like they 
like not from a basketball playing perspective, just from like a regular perspective, they kind of suck. And that whole debacle last night with your boy Dylan Brooks was ridiculous. So what's so hilarious about it is I want to say Wednesday, maybe Wednesday. So that's what, two days ago? Two days ago, I I posted something that showed uh, Trey Young's three-point percentage, Jordan Poole's three-point percentage, and Dylan Brooks' three-point percentage. They're identical. And you want to say, oh, Trey Young takes harder shots than Dylan Brooks, or Jordan Poole does, whatever. The three-point percentage is exactly the same. Like, I think, actually, Dylan Brooks has a better three-point percentage right now than Trey Young, which is just a, a, a crazy bananas. And I was just like, you know, narratives are funny this way. And people went insane. Do not put this video out. Nothing pro Dylan Brooks here. It was just just anti-Dylan Brooks, anti-Dylan Brooks. The hate was palpable, crazy hate. And so I put out another video. Listen, I get you don't like Dylan Brooks because he's a chucker. I get that you don't like his Grayson Allen style of play, but this level of energy for Dylan Brooks is strange. This is weird behavior. Tell me why, take me to your leader. Why do you guys hate Dylan Brooks this much? One day later, one day later, we get what we got. And I was like, oh, well, now I see. Now, got it. Got it, got it, guys. I feel like the perf- I feel like the perfect guy to ask might be here is Kyle Matson joins the party, uh, and the death row circle is complete. Um, why do you hate Dylan Brooks, Kyle Matson? If, if Dylan Brooks never played another basketball game, the NBA would be better for it. He's the worst, bro. <laughs> no, the honestly, like, okay, so. It, I mean, it's obvious. It, I don't care that you're going to talk mess and not be that good. But the for me, it really started with him hurting Gary Payton the second last year. And that, like, yeah, there, there's the Warriors fandom there, right? And him hurting GP2 and, and whatnot. But just as a, from a basketball perspective, like, that's just, that was crap. You don't whack somebody across the back of the head while they're in midair and just full-blown wind up and swing. And then this is just like a pattern now. And last night wasn't even a basketball thing. That was just him taking a swing at Donovan Mitchell's Donovan's. And that's that. I just, no, I don't. I get how other people feel about Draymond now. I understand. (laughs) That's where I was going to go. Like when Draymond is on your team, you love him. When you're a team playing against him, you're just like, man, I just, I don't get it. I can't handle it. Like it was, he's tough it, in a series against the Grizzlies, which the Kings might get this year in a series against the Grizzlies. Anytime the possession ends with Dylan Brooks shooting it, it's like, yes, a plus good possession. So I, I'm just not, I, that's the, that's the other problem. At least Draymond not excusing it. At least Draymond's like a defensive player of the year. And, uh, you know, a guy who can push a triple double every night. Dylan Brooks is just like, there's a, <laughs> 50 dudes in the league that are like Dylan Brooks. He stinks. I don't know if I would say there's 50 dudes. Dylan Brooks is a very good defender. There's He's 20. Physical. There's, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like if you took Dylan Brooks off the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies would be. Can I That's give you I another reason why the whole Grizzlies thing is out of control? I think I lost Dylan Brooks after the Shannon Sharp thing when he stood at the podium in like jeans and like a tank top, and it was like yeah, it was like a bodysuit. Oh, it looked he he looked absurd. That was one, but two, that whole like John needs to get his crew under control. 
He's like, the one, though. He's literally the leader of this. The stuff with his dad, the stuff with his boys getting escorted off of, like, courtside. Like, dude, like, calm down. Like, it's cool. Your dad got, like, his 15 minutes of fame for looking like Usher. Like, that's great. Bro, the next time he goes head-to-head with an NFL Hall of Famer, that Hall of Famer is going to pop him in the mouth. And then what are you going to do? Like, that whole that whole circle needs to chill. Like, they're taking their... They're they're taking their little hard nosed identity a little too far. Like, relax. You're did a you professional see, basketball player. Calm down. Did you see what Josh said the other day? Uh, he got into it with whoever they played two games ago. I forget who it was. I mean, it's hard to keep track how many altercations. They're at war with everyone. Was yeah, it Minnesota? Many, uh, I believe it might have been Minnesota. I think it was. I think it was maybe like. I think it was like somebody random that he got into it with. Anyway, so he runs up on him and he's apparently they were yelling. Somebody told John Morant's dad to shut up. And uh, so I, I think it was maybe a Timberwolf. And Jaw runs up on the guy. And he's like, what'd you say? What'd you say? So they ask him what he basically was getting into it with. And he's like, yeah, I, uh, I checked his temperature. He didn't have a fever. And I'm like, wait, what? And so then he's like, yeah. And then so-and-so comes up. I forget who the other player was. So-and-so comes up, and I told him he needed to back up or it was going to be something. And he said he was cooling. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, you know what Josh I mean? ain't fighting like, nobody, man. We got some fake tough guys going on here. <laughs> See, so- that's a John needs uh, Dylan Brooks because he's going he's gonna to say something. He needs Stephen Adams there, too. Stephen Adams, for sure. Stephen Adams, Adams is, like, the it. reason. And and then I remember and listen, I love Jaw. I think Jaw's the most electric player in the NBA night for night on a random Tuesday. I just think he is. He's just like he's the best show on the court right now. But when you're tweeting stuff like that and you're talking about your hollow tips and it's just like, what are we why are we doing this right now? Like, okay, like maybe we shouldn't. You know The truth is if Steven Adams was five feet away from me at all times, I'd probably pick a fight with everyone in sight too. Oh the gas God. station, Same. the grocery store. You'd run people over in the produce section. I got Stephen Adams here. You want to say something? He'd be like, what'd you say? What'd you say to me? Nothing. I have, yeah, to, be, that's Nothing. I ha- I have to be so bothered to acknowledge another person in public that bothers me. I would have to, like, you could breathe on me wrong. And if Stephen Adams was with me, I'd be ready to throw hands. And I'm not a fighter at all. Yeah. I'd get my ass kicked by everybody. Yeah. But not with Stephen Adams there, you wouldn't. No. No. Do you guys think that the Grizzlies are the most hated team in the NBA right now? Absolutely. I don't think there's a close second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. My friend calls him Gen Z Lob City, and I think it's really good. I think it's a really good nickname for him. The reason I hesitate is because, like, they're super unlikable, but they've also not done anything. Which to me is just like, okay, you're just over there. You're just this small dog that's really loud. Like, cool, man. Like, there's let the big boys play now. That's so they, they're like the thinking. Chris Paul. They're the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin wow. Clippers. But yes. Chris Paul's really good, though. So is Jaw. Jaw's good. They have good players. Like, I'm not. You don't like Jaw? Wait, was that an eye roll? No, I didn't. Not, I didn't eye roll. I just turned Trista. to my right. Trista, he's mad because Jaw is the player that. Russell Westbrook wanted to be. <laughs> I don't, I mean, don't that. Know about I'm that. I'm I don't <laughs> mean that. I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. 
<laughs> he looked to the side like, yeah, Jaw's not that good. No, Jaw's good, but I thought you were equating like the Memphis Grizzlies to Chris Paul. Like, no, Chris Paul is significantly more. No, sad. no, no. Like, the, oh, the, yeah, no, no that they're the, the Memphis Grizzlies are the Chris Paul led Clippers. Oh, yeah. got you. Got you. Got yeah, you. With, with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, and they never won a thing, but they were ever, everybody hated them. They were always talking trash. And Everyone thought they would win a bunch of titles. They never yep. won anything. Yeah. Exactly. It ended up ending disastrously. I had a rivalry root. with the Warriors. Yeah, rivalry with the Warriors. I actually root for the Grizzlies, though. I like. I want them to succeed. Like they remind me of the Cincinnati Bengals, kind of. You know, where you're that like because oh, I didn't root for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, yeah. Where it's like Joe Burrow. Burrow, Joe Burrow, yeah. Joe Burrow. Joe Morant. I don't get it. Like, why? Why root for the Bengals? You were just in Buffalo. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I get why people like them. You know what I mean? I get why people have this draw for uh, unapologetically uh, arrogance. Yeah, I did. It wore off real quick, though. I, I was like, oh, no, I get it. No, that's cool. I, I like this. I, I think we even did this last year. Like, no, it's, it's cool. I get it. It wore off quick, though. Like, I'm, I'm over it. There reaches a point when you're going to talk trash at the level that they talk trash where, like, Okay, they're down here. They're the Grizzlies. They're plucky. Oh, and they talk some smack. I like this. This is good. But at some point, you got to win something. And they've they're two playoff trips now, and they're still like they're talking as though they're still this plucky underdog. And it's like, no, 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 man. You're you're going to be the one or two seed, and you're going to be a favorite to come out of the West. You got to do something at some point. That's that's what that's what bothers me about them. It's mm. well, it's, I love the. I love the uh, D'Lo and Casey slash 90, 93. I forget their – I'm not good with, like, call letters of a radio station. But the Memphis station I'm on all the time. I go on down nine, Tuesday. 93.9, I believe. And they just get so mad how much I ride for the Kings. They just get so mad how much I root for, like, the broadcast team and lighting the beam. And they're just like – you it this is very clearly a, a a bridge too far this is a rift and i'm like i like everybody i don't know what, what do you guys want me to say our dubs well i'll tell you what you 92 can, nine. for 92 us nine. uh yeah. you could tell them to kiss our ass i'll do that i'll do that on next Steven tuesday even adams steven adams is our friend but you can tell everybody would <laughs> you guys like bane do you guys like desmond bane yes i actually think in hope i i can't wait for desmond bane to debut at wrestlemania next year like I absolutely yeah. cannot wait for like I, we always talk about who's going to end Roman Reigns' run as the champion. I think it might be Desmond Bain. <laughs> going to come out and spear Roman Reigns and be the yeah. W. That dude is yoked. Yeah, I mean, like there Master. aren't players like that. You're like, what in the world? Like Aaron Aflalo used to be like that in Sacramento. He showed up and is like, okay, man. Like, can you shoot anymore? I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Eric Desmond, Bledsoe, another guy. Yeah, Desmond Bain goes to the rim, and like I, I swear he flexes as he's dunking on everyone. It's just like, what is happening? I would. I'd be, I'd be up there with the, with the bicep dunk. <laughs> <laughs> the kiss, kissing the bicep. <laughs> that dude. Is- <laughs> yeah, he is. Desmond Desmond Bain is is easily my favorite Grizzly. He's yeah. an unbelievable player. He's so good. I love Stephen Adams. I like, do too. I love them both. Yeah, yeah like being around Steve, Stephen Adams, yeah. He's just like his whole per- personality is just spectacular. Like it's so authentic 
and he just doesn't care and you know he's he's very nice uh, for a guy that's that big uh just a like a gigantic human being i and think the- i don't like jaw's new persona i think that's the yeah thing I like yeah you don't like ponytail jaw yeah, ponytail jaw appears to have an attitude. Yeah, ponytail jaw. I mean, I get it. Sometimes when my hair, when I have my hair up for too long, I get a headache. I get very irritable. It's like sometimes you just got to let your hair down, you know, Same. and you're just in a better mood. Literally never seen your hair up before. Yeah. Except on Instagram. You did like a, or uh, you did like one post workout TikTok once, and that was the only time. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really like it up. I don't, uh, it well, hurts that, my head. Headache. It hurts my head. Yeah, I don't really. And the only time I'll do it is either post workout, like in a workout, or if my hair is so dirty, it possibly it cannot be possibly down. It's and that has happened before too. Just the grease level is oh. is just, just so it's just bad. Tight, 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 tight. Pause. Pause. Hey. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, hey, I, I'm sure this has been addressed, but forgive me. Are you like in the corner of a restaurant, Krista? I'm in a, I'm in a She's hotel. about to get glam shots. I'm in a hotel. Uh, it's like a cafe in this hotel called Eleven Howard. Awesome. There's a place called the library. They serve food. But then there's this little back area that's not intrusive to anyone because it's a, like a library. So people are doing work there. So I don't think they really want this energy for them. So I've I've gone to the back, which is a little bit more dimly lit, as you can mm-hmm. see. And so I'm I'm right underneath a lamp. Vibes are strong. No, the vibes are strong for sure. There's lots of photoshops uh, on Twitter waiting for you. <laughs> do you. You are more than welcome to stay, but if you've got other things to do, you can go too. It's really whatever you like. This is it's just a great time. I'm I mean I'm just having a good time with you guys. Is there anything else you guys feel like is worth addressing? Oh wait, um, really quick, Kyle, because I haven't talked to you about this. I'm really sad for Brock Purdy. I'm sorry that it went down like that. That stinks. It really, that's, yeah. that stinks. Had the same vibe to me, just as a just as as a as a fan of Game Six of the 2019 Finals. Yep. Where the Raptors won, it's just kind of like, well, what are you gonna do? You know, and <laughs> when guys get hurt, it's hard to win. Yep. So yeah. you're like Clay's down, KD's down. Uh, yeah. And the Raptors were really good too. Like I don't. Yeah. It's not taken away from them. They they could have won the series anyways, but. That's just how I felt about about Sunday. So it sucks, but fingers crossed he's back by camp. Yeah, otherwise you guys are screwed. We're hitting that use check over next year. <laughs> I did not play that, but I was watching for that, and I was like, Kyle cannot give me out any more bets. He's got he's got no credibility left in the bank. His goodwill no is at negative. His goodwill for bets is at is literally negative. For what it's worth, that was tongue in cheek. The use check over. <laughs> Well, you did. I didn't know that. I I could have played that, and you didn't say, "Hey, J.K. J.K." Crying. There was no hint of jokes. The all caps. The all caps. Where is Kenny in the middle of trade deadline week? Where Where's Kenny at? 
He's actually out by you. He's in Baltimore. Oh, okay. He's in Baltimore for a couple Orioles of fan fest. Yeah, he'll. No, oh, <laughs> I see. Yeah, Orioles media day. I get it. You've got to get the hat. He's, he's got he's got to get the limited edition <laughs> Orioles hat. He had to do it in person. Get a Trey Man, old Trey Mancini jersey on sale. He'll he'll fly back tomorrow. Yeah, he'll yeah. be back with us next week. Well, I miss you guys. I love you guys. I love can't that. wait. One thing, Ham. Uh, what's your one prediction in terms of who surprisingly gets moved, and it cannot be Kyrie or Katie? Mm. I think OG gets moved. Do you have a thought about where he goes? No, I think it's going to be a bidding war, though. I mean, I, I think, you know, we're seeing that, like, possible Pelicans, possible Grizzlies. Um, I think you'll see Portland try to jump into that fray uh, if they can come up with the assets. Yeah, he would be the one guy. Just, like, the the vibe there is weird in Toronto, and it feels like things are coming to an end. And his value is really high right now. Uh, with two years left on his contract. And yeah, that would be the guy that I would think gets moved. You think that uh, it's Shaden Sharp and Jeremy Grant? Is that what that would have to be? And like a pick? Um, I think, no, they, they really like Jeremy Grant. I think they believe he's going to stick around. So I, I would think you might be right about Shaden Sharp, but uh, like maybe can you do that with Simons? I don't know. I like. I think that they would have to get creative, um, but that's just like or uh, Portland's not high. Nurk is out for yeah. like until after the All Star break. So yeah. uh, a lot of people just think that it's time for them to call it in. Just like, hey, what are you guys doing? That's what like, I think. It's called. It's called packing it up. It's you. You made it a. You're ready to do that now. You made a valiant effort, guys. Like I'm fine with Dame just going off for 50 on any given night. I do not care about winning games right now. I don't. I I just don't. I'm fine with just getting. Why not Scoot Henderson? Get rid of Anthony Simons. You could probably get a. Little... Oh, gone. Wow. What you? Oh, she's back. Oh, she's back. There she is. Stop talking about her. No. What you say? <laughs> mildly terrifying the way it just went black and how your face was really close to the screen when it came back. That was the start of a horror movie for sure. <laughs> it's like dead me. It's like dead me. I see dead people. Saw eight here with Trista at this place in New York. Goodness gracious. Yeah, and no, I'm dropping. I'm going to go ahead and drop pins so you guys know where I'm at. You know, just in case. <laughs> Just yeah, StreamYard, StreamYard is like, this is too much Blazers. Yeah. <laughs> Far too much. Yeah, Blazers. I'm interested to see if Phoenix goes get to, goes to get OG, get, like maybe move DeAndre or something. Well, here's can they trade qu- him now? Yeah. Here, here's a question you can both respond. December. Kyle, what, 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 what are the Warriors? The Warriors like every like week or so instill fear in the rest of the Western Conference. And then the next week it's like, ah, not so much. That's what they are. Like, that's what they are. Last year, this time they were 40 and 13. And everyone's like, hey, why are you giving up on them? They won the title last year. And look at because they weren't 26 and 26. At the Remember though, game. Boston, Boston was uh five hundred at the deadline. Yeah, but Boston had good players. But <laughs> oh. Boston has had last year had was way deeper than this Warriors team. Like the the Warriors are going like eight deep right now because they just don't have guys. 
it gets it, it just it's getting like, ready for the playoffs shortened rotation just getting like, ready for the playoffs yeah i know i love doing that in early february because they like the fact they chased the win last night in denver and didn't rest everybody and except for for clay and then draymond got hurt but steph played and wiggins played on the back end of the back-to-back after blowing a 14 point fourth quarter lead in minnesota it was just like dude what are we this is not like okay that so they make the playoffs fine but are they going to beat four teams four times out of seven? I just don't. I just don't. And I don't know what assets they have that are tradable that anybody's going to want. Like, they nobody wants James those, Wiseman. They burned all those young guys. Yeah, J- like, J- James Wiseman has no trade value right now. Moses Moody has no trade value right now. Jonathan Kaminga does, but I don't think they want to let him go. So... They only want to get rid of guys who have no trade value. <laughs> right. It's like what we're gonna do is we're gonna trade our bad players to other teams for the other team's good players, and that's how we're gonna build a one. Yeah, they just don't. I don't like. Do they need to make a move? Yeah, I just don't know what it is. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. What What about you guys trying to go out and get Kyrie Irving? The Warriors. Yep. So, <laughs> so actually, so my my boss Matt Nahigian, God love him, he comes in and he goes, hey. So let's think about this from the Warriors' perspective. Like, it's a no, right? I was like, yes! And he's like, but just basketball-wise. And I'm like, yeah, man. Like, they don't need another guy who can score the ball and then not play defense. Like, they, they just, like, Jordan Poole for Kyrie Irving straight across. Are the Warriors that much better? Yes. I don't think so. <laughs> yes. They I think are, the, yes. the way you talk about Kyrie in relationship to uh, to the Warriors is – would if the Lakers got him, they're a game right. and a half behind the Warriors. What does it mean for the Warriors? Exactly. Like that's where exactly. you're you're if you're covering it from that angle, that's that's a scary proposition. Hundred percent. But then it's like, are they tra- Russ is their only tradable asset there, unless they're going to stack like nine guys, which they're not. So is Russ going to go play with KD again? That's what How I said. How does that? It's just oof, oof. And really bad picks, like really, really future, yeah. like 27, 29, right? That's all they yeah. can offer. Yeah. Yeah, not great. No. Yikes. Good stuff. Kyrie on Phoenix is concerning. I read OG in New Orleans was a thing, too. Um, yeah. Those are two teams that are both uh, behind Sacramento. OG in New Orleans would be sick. The Pelicans would be really hard to beat. They just, just have to. What do they give? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They just have to, like... I, I mean, they've played without one or the other before. Like, I don't feel that this skid is like massive for them. Yeah, yeah. They, they've it's struggled really without one guy. They've they they've never struggled like this. Yeah, and Ingram's been back for a handful of games now. Yeah, yeah, no, they need to figure something out. Zion's nowhere to be found, so I don't know what that is about. It, 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 James said he was reading something today. He, he just started to run. Oh, see. Yeah. see this is like but they, very vintage Zion. Yeah, they said they're not putting any time for a return on him at all. So, I mean, I don't think he'll be back by the All-Star break. Certainly. Or maybe he'll be back after the All-Star break. But, like, it, it seems like very Zion-ish to come back the day before the All-Star break and then play in the All-Star game and then uh, and then miss a bunch of time after. And probably hurt himself, break. yeah, in there. That's yeah. the unfortunate part. Uh, Trista's going to go uh, glue herself to the NBA offices in New York to get De'Aaron into the All-Star game. Yep. Uh, this is always the, the funnest hour of the week. Uh, 
D'Lo and Casey airs 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the Odyssey Network and on 1320 ESPN Radio. You can also find them on YouTube. They do live broadcasts. Awesome. Get into the chatty house. One of the funnest things to do on a Friday. That is all the time, though, that we have for the Heat Check. Please check out the feed for past episodes and mini episodes, which drop almost every single day. They do. Follow us also on the Heat Check as the season continues to heat up. Please do not forget to download, subscribe. Please do not forget to tell your friends, every single damn one of them. And follow us on social at This Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok.